welcome along to the Left Wing Back Show. We are live here again on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. If you want to get in touch with us, just leave a comment underneath. And we have a good bit to go through, of course, semi-final weekend in Carlo hurling championships and junior, intermediate, and senior. We'll all be spoken about over the next hour or so. Um, guest tonight, he's no average Joe, Mr. Joe Nolan. How's things? I'll go, Kevin. You? Astro flying it. Fantastic weekend and another great weekend to look forward to. And uh, delighted to be joined by Barry the Bowser Doyle, of course, who will be known by many from Champ.ie, the horse racing podcast, but he's a big hurling man as well. He won a minor championship with Biden Sound back in 2010. He won a senior championship with Nave Monina up in Loud in 2019. So we're representing Loud Hurling a good bit over the last couple of weeks. Barry, you're very welcome. And um, the first thing I want to ask you is, what actually did happen with Peter Fortune? We got his version of events last week. Um, <laughs> any truth in what you said? I was actually watching him. Loud hurling taking over, is it, Kev? Um, a, bit of a, a bit of a rising going on up there, I think. <laughs> no, fair play to, to Peter. Uh, we have to congratulate him on winning the um, the, the Loud Championship, captain the team there. Um, he wasn't wrong. Uh, I did stick out a hand on the sideline. <laughs> there was some young lad running down the line and I stuck out the hand on myself and Peter. I was shook hands afterwards, so... Um, what were you thinking yeah. <laughs> Got a bit wound up, Kev, to be honest with you. Um, I was, uh, it was a, a league game, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was on the line that day, so um, um, it was a tight game. Lad running up down the side, a young fella running up the line with the ball, and I just stuck out the hand. Uh, but anyway, you dropped the ball. Um, Peter had a few words down the line at me now, and we, we, uh, uh, we uh, we shook hands afterwards, so it was grand. I uh, was, was going to say it's, it's not the the martial colours I'm, I have on me tonight, anyway. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, we were kind of th- well. I kind of knew that way. You could see John looking at you a bit queer, but uh, that's the name of the colours, I believe, is yeah, it? It is, yeah. Based in Dundalk, <laughs> am I a horse? Am I? <laughs> Sounds like a horse with these things on. Ah, no, um, I, I, you're, you're, you're horse from all the singing and shouting it's a few weeks ago. Now that's all that's wrong with you. <laughs> and you've ten days, Kevin, to sign your life away. Um, <laughs> When's the win? The 23rd? Uh, coming up there shortly, yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're not too far away at all now. So, the um, times are over. <laughs> did we ever have them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better say that quietly. You better say that quietly, lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a floor underneath us here now. Uh, we could have ears possibly. So, look, we don't want two black eyes for the wedding now, <laughs> most importantly. Um, so, lads, look, as you said, it's great to have you on. Um, we all saw the games over the weekend. Well, I'll be straight with you. I saw the senior games. We had great plans to go to intermediates, but I got struck with the bowl of tiredness. Um, yeah, this this anyone who's who's got COVID over the last few months will understand when you get this bout of tiredness, it's just irreversible. So what happened was we didn't get to see Carathown and Michel. We didn't get to see Nebri and Manus Rangers, but the consolation prize wasn't too bad. We saw Ronaldo coming back and uh we weren't too disappointed about how that went. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, it would have been nice to see the games. Joe, you did get to the intermediates, um, and you have a good bit of a rundown on the junior semi-finals for us. So, um, feel free to start wherever you like. Okay, no bother. Well, sure. The junior, the two junior semi-finals were were two thrillers. By the looks of it, I was talking to I, I, again. I wasn't at them. I was talking. It got to be the info. Um, uh, Pal, I suppose. Before, since our last podcast, Pal actually had two games. We played a playoff game, um, which they bet um, St. Mullins um, by uh, it was a, couple, a very close game as well. as a point to win as well. Uh, and then they beat uh, Mullins to Rangers at the weekend as well. Uh, again, there was only, I think it was four points in the game at the end. 
Um, so they're going well. And I suppose we suspected that. I think at the end of the last podcast, we kind of said we're all the idea that the further Pal went, the more hurling they got, the better they get. And I think that's proven uh, proven suit. But they're putting a big, you know, it's a good old effort going in there. Um, a couple of lads taking over very nicely for him. Um, <coughs> Shane O'Neill, um, who we know, um, good man, good, very good footballers. You know, he's taken over nicely. I think he, he scored one, two at the weekend. And uh, he's making big contributions as well. Oh, that man, lads like this, uh, doing well for them as well. So that was a tight game. Um, and I suppose maybe the couple, like we said, the... The losses maybe that other teams suffer, whereas Pal have a you know a first team, it kind of probably pay, pays off. You know what I mean? The longer they go in the championship, they have a more settled team. Um, so that's that was a good win for them. Um, we also had a win for narrow, narrow win for Bagstone Gales over um, Burn Rangers. So a bit of heartbreak for them, in fairness, like you know, at one point in it at the end. And I think um, as far as far as I know, it, it was kind of decided in the last kind of quarter in terms of uh, scoring burst. Um, so uh, Burn Rangers would be very disappointed with that, but Bagginstown will push on. Um, I think um, one of your, I, I don't know whether he was your vintage, Barry, uh, Liam Galway, he's probably younger than you, was he? Yeah, a couple of years younger, yeah. Yeah, Liam is, Liam is doing a lot of damage for their for their, for their their junior team there as well. Um, I'm not sure who they lost off of that from the first games um, up to senior. I think maybe Oshin, um, Oshin, Oshin Dillon maybe. Uh I'm trying to think they might have lost one or two more or maybe one more as well so they'll be fairly uh fairly strong as well going forward but uh, i think heartbreak for burn rangers i know i was talking to charlotte early on in the year and while they had some minors coming up this year they were down a few lads Um, last year they had geez the massive numbers i think they had, they had like nearly 30 plus dogged out for the junior final last year and then this year they were struggling a little bit so they're probably disappointed not to make a final um but again there was two good games and that'll lead to a good final hopefully next weekend uh, the intermediate game, well, I, I, like we said, uh, I suppose it was a, a win, maybe not as easy as we thought, maybe for for Nate Owen in the first um, semi-final playing Tin Ireland on Saturday, uh, one twenty to twelve points. Um, so you know, I, again, I just got a report, just chatting on the Michael lads. You just said they were, they were probably always in control in that in that semi-final, but um, probably not the margin, not the margin, margin of victory. But sure, look, a win is a win. They don't they don't need to show their hand. And I suppose the other semi-final we always thought was going to be the the tight one. And uh, your own club, Kev, Nave Breed, got across the line. We were touching base there during the game as well, uh, looking at Stevie waving the flag. <laughs> he was waving the flag on the sideline himself and uh, Pahiki on the other side. Um, so two uh, two dangerous men with flags in their hand uh, and a reminder hurdle. Um, so the two boys were, do, were doing were doing lines persons and they were coaching and they were giving out to the ref and they were doing whatever, as, as two good club men would, as I say, um, for their teams, but that was a very good game. Um, very even, Stephen. Um, unlike most of the other Nail Bree games, and I was talking to um, I was actually talking to Aaron Armand during the week before, and he made the point like that they've been slow starters, like they've, they've found themselves five and six points down in games, and they went one three to no score up on uh, Mudlister Rangers. Uh, so a good start, which was unusual, but then they had that lull uh, later on in the match, then where they were in fairness to Mudlister Rangers, they came back at them. Couple of Mountainster Rangers young guns were were, were were very good, you know, young Evan Keeley and Joe Dundon and that um were very good. Aaron himself actually got the nail free goal um early doors. Um so that was a very tight game. Um again, it came down, I suppose, and we'll talk about it later with the senior um as well. The impact off the bench was massive for Nail Breed, I thought. Um young um what was his name got the goal, the second goal. Um, 
Jamie Doyle, I couldn't think. Remember I texted you? Yeah, Jamie Doyle came in. Um, we're number 22. Uh, no, he got the second goal. And also Young Roach came in there as well, made a big difference as well. You know, he was very solid on the ball. Aina Holland came in as well. Um, the last um, Adam Dunn um, through injury, um, he, he just kind of pulled up a little bit. So uh, the bench kind of probably probably got them over the line in fairness to to, to Nave Reid. Um, they're they look very strong, you know, looked physically very strong. Um, there was made a lot of mistakes, you know. Both teams made a lot of mistakes. It was very jittery, very, you know, very jittery game of hurling. You know, a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of mistakes that you're not you wouldn't associate with both teams, even in terms of handling and you know raising the ball and so on. And I suppose that comes with the nerves of a semi final. Um, but definitely near breed, you know, when when they got the bit between their teeth, were the better team. Um. Like I said, Melissa Rangers probably losing the couple of players like a field for Fitzpatrick and that up to senior level. Um probably was just the difference. That little bit of quality maybe that they needed in around the middle um probably wasn't there, or maybe that is like we said, that little lift off the bench that uh Nave Breed got wasn't there. Um so Nave Breed were, were were full value for their for their win. Yeah. So uh, very it was good good game of hurling now. Uh, like I said, it was good game of hurling, the scores were Scores were hard come by a time, but there was uh, no doubt in the effort on both sides. So, uh, big, big weekend coming up for Nave Breed as well. Definitely, yeah. And I suppose the one thing that struck me without seeing the ball poke, and you've kind of alluded to it, is the bench and the strength of it. Like, Ty Roach came on, Jamie Lally yeah. came on, Anna Holland came on, yeah. John Ryan came on. Like John Ryan, subs, yeah. John, John came in actually into the middle, as far as I remember. John, you know, stepped in into a middle role, if you get me. down. You know, so you're not, you know, it's, it's, good, it's a good sign for the club that they're, there's lads there to stand in, like you know, when their when their other lads were, uh, you know, caught with injury or you know just weren't clicking maybe for them on a given day. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was good. The, the the second goal was a bit of a scramble in around um, in around the the goal mount, and Jamie I think actually ended up kicking it into the net, as far as I remember. Uh, but but he got his hand on the ball in around the square, and once he got that, like, and then they nailed the next score, and that kind of put them that kind of put them four or five points ahead, and they kind of they were able to see it out then. But it was nervous enough. It was it was looking with a couple of minutes to go, like. Yeah, um, a couple of minutes ago it was going to be a draw match and maybe possibly extra time. You know, you wouldn't rule that out on the day as well. But uh, that little bit of quality, like we said, off the bench probably just got them over the line. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, look, we we, we remember days not too long ago at senior level when barely at fifteen. So uh, it's a good yeah. little thing to be able to say that you have a bit of strength coming off the bench as well. And we will talk more about all the finals um, coming up on Friday night. We're going to have enough for the match special guest to be confirmed, but uh, representatives from all clubs will. Be on the pod and uh, good bit of crack to be had as well. Um, you give me the invite to that, are you, Kev? What's that? You give me an invite to that, are you? Only if you come on and sing a song. That's all. <laughs> the boys of Fair Hill, right? You can sing. You can sing that tonight as well if you want. Actually, to see us out, there's no problem. We won't complain. Um, Let's we, see. We got a few renditions of it a few weeks ago, and it went down fairly well, Joe. Um, oh, so, uh, who knows? <laughs> we might treat our viewers and listeners before the night is out if Barry's up to it. Um, yeah. As we said, lads, uh, we do have the, the sponsor logo up in the corner. It is Corcoran Precast. Thanks. Um, we want to say thank you to them for their continued support and their us all the way up until the county finals and indeed the review show, which we will be doing probably next Monday night as well. So plenty more to look forward to. And as we said, look, we are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, live, obviously, on Facebook and Twitter at the moment and, and YouTube. We get there on Instagram as well at Left Wing Back. Or if you want to email us, leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications as well, as you'll be able to see when we're going live and when the podcasts go up on Apple and Spotify and likes. So, yeah, and obviously, don't forget to send in a little comment underneath. We might get to a few of those before the night is out as well. 
So, okay, let's burst on to the senior semi-finals then. Um, very much, I suppose, anticipated during the week. And I suppose to talk about St. Mullins and Bindersound Gales first, it was really, we have to really compliment, in my opinion, defensive displays on both sides for, you know, the mo- most of the game. And probably throughout, in fact, you know, there, there was very good pressure applied. Um, St. Mullins hit probably five or six wides, I think, maybe in the first quarter, but there was a lot of pressure put on the shots. And then on the far end, it was kind of strange in that, obviously, you know, Bindersound had a couple of goal chances that they didn't take. And we do have one kind of controversial uh, clip to show you with regards to Styler's effort in the first minute where it's, Jesus, it's touch and go now, lads, I won't lie. Um, I was I was down the far end, so I didn't see live kind of close enough to, to make any sort of a comment, literally down the far end. But when you look at the video, it's a little bit different. So I think the handiest thing to do is probably to actually just show the video highlights of that game first. So uh, we will share our screen. Let's give us a moment. It does take a second or two to load up. Uh, here we go, window. That's what we want. St. Mullins and B-Town. We hit share. So that should be up on the screen there, boys. Is it? Make sure and press pause now in the right spot, Kev. We will, we'll be able to go forward and backwards in the hole. We don't have arrows or anything like that, but we have the cursor, so that'll do us an arrow. One day we'll be like Jamie Carragher and, and Neville and the boys. Uh, right, so we'll kick it off. So this is obviously the incident we're talking about. Um, first thing I'd like to highlight, okay, ball breaks. Look at Styler straight away, right? He's anticipating the break. He's going to gamble and in, in anticipation of a goal chance. Jamie Clark picks up the break, and straight away he's on it, right? And Styler just loves going for the juggler. I have to pause it there, right? It's probably the wrong spot even to pause, but I'll try to wind it back slowly, slowly, slowly. And let's just see, right? It's very, very hard to make this out. Like, the point of contact that Gary Bennett makes with it looks kind of in behind where the grass is tore up. And I'm not saying the grass is behind the line tore up or in front or whatever, but generally, like, it does look like it's behind it, maybe. Just maybe. I don't know what you thought of that, lads. Yeah, the umpire with the green flag in here was standing behind the goal, so I don't think he could have saw it. But, um, I was going to put yeah, yeah. Joe, let you in. Go on, what do you think? Well, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's a split second thing, you know, and you know, it looked very close, but you have to give the you know, the two umpires are a lot closer than we were. No matter how many times you run it back, I suppose they saw what they saw. Um, so I don't know, I mean, look, I, you know. You have to, to go, go with them. First, right? You know I'm going to pull back up on the screen because I think the reaction of Styler and the Bindersound lads is kind of telling. Um, so we'll let it go. Like, Styler is adamant straight away. He's absolutely adamant. Uh, Richie Whelan's gone in. Jamie Clark, the whole lot of Andrew Kane. Like, they're convinced. Like They're absolutely convinced. Um, David then goes back in. I think Styler says, go in and talk to your own players again. And there's just no reversing decision on you. The, the mind is made up, but like I'm not, I'm not saying just because half the town is going mad that it's a goal. But generally, there's an indication that you know, possibly it might have been just seeing how kind of outraged they are. Uh, there's a case there, basically. Um, so you, can, are... you, you, you can't properly see it on the clip, though. No. Right? Yeah, that's the I thing. Actually, I actually, um, I played it back a couple of times when I was getting the dinner there before we come on. <laughs> How many was that you had today? Yeah, but I think Kev, yeah, right. You can see that whatever way Gary Bennett, the hurl, it looked like he more like scooped it out of the goal rather than stopped it on the goal line. Um, I, I know you can't see it on that clip there because it, it doesn't zoom in far enough, but would have been a great start. We didn't see enough of that, I don't think, throughout the game. Um, you know, 
Bagnelson coming off the break like that um, with space to run into. Um, I think uh, you mentioned there about St Mullins. I think they um, would probably be disappointed that they, you know, with some of their early wides. I think you said four. I, I kind of counted maybe five in the, in the first half um, scoring chances that um, but I think the the bang sound backs must be credit to Andrew Casey's commenting on the uh, on the on the stream <laughs> on the Is stream it? up there. I, th- I thought the the bang, the, the bang sound full back line. I thought did very well right throughout the game. You know, I think um, I know Alfie went in there for a period, but um, Casey, um, Darren Olin, and 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 Tom Mar were very sticky. I thought right throughout. Um, you know, it was, it, it was competitive. I think that. This year, I think the Bagnellstown defence has, has 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 certainly, you know, they've nearly turned into men. Um, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, plenty of years experience under their belt, but I think this year they've been um, very very solid. And um, yeah, so I was, I was impressed with, with with the full backline in particular. But uh, Saint Mullins probably disappointed. I think that they, you know, they it would have been a, a great start for Bagnellstown, but I think um, they. The, the the wides in the first half uh, for, for St Mullins I, I think Bangs were probably lucky enough to win a half time seven points to five up yeah so I'm just going to jump across on one thing lads if you don't mind first because I was behind the goal and like so what St Mullins did I think Paddy was probably the sweeper okay so that meant obviously there was a, a free man at the far end and what the thing I was surprised with I'm, I'm going to guess at this now and I, I think it's about maybe probably heading near the end of the first quarter possibly even further like um, Darren Olin was free man for a while, okay. And Darren Olin is a great hurler and a great man marker. But if you want anyone free back there, in my opinion, is Alfie because we've seen it last week to ourselves when he was kind of sweeping across. He's just unbelievable to read, okay. And it wasn't to say that Darren was actually playing bad in that role when he was there. But the point I'm trying to make is it took Bynes on a little while actually to put Alfie in there, which I was kind of a little bit surprised with. Now, eventually, they did, and it was still early enough in the game. But if I'm there and I see that happening, I'm thinking, right. Alfie's going to be the free man. I'm preparing for that. If I see a sweeper at the far side, this is what's happening. Unless Alfie has to do a man-marking job. So to assess the situation, John Doran is centre forward and Dara's a big, strong lad. So that was going to be an even enough toaster, right? Whereas maybe if there's a mouse or a James Dial there, then okay, you make the case and Alfie's probably, you need him there to mark, right? But yesterday, he was just, uh, it took him a while to figure that out. But just one on the topic of man-marking as well and deviating slightly. I just thought Keen Dial was fantastic on mouse. I think he did a great job on him. Like, um, and he's been very, very good all year. It was one thing that stuck out for didn't me. Didn't deserve a yellow card, no. did he? <laughs> he fairly put, nearly put Mouse out to the sideline. You see that? And that wasn't given initially. I think Dave went over and spoke with John after, mm. and then the yellow card might have been given. Um, yeah. There was one or two in the first half. I thought Mouse might have engineered. Now that maybe was one. I think there was one with Jamie Whelan as well. And uh, I don't know if Jamie could have done a whole lot more to go away. Um, was it, yeah, yeah. No, it, that, that was that was a very, that was a very harsh foul, actually. To be honest, yeah. I, I, I actually thought it was going to be. I thought had David given the free against Mouse that time, mm. um, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a bad call. I think he left his feet and and met him. If you get me, and look, referees and same with going back to umpire decision. I mean, look. They're making decisions in a split second and they have to stick with them. And it's no more than, you know, you're looking back there and we're rewinding and fast forwarding the, the ball across the line or whatever else. If you're a Town Gales man in there in that in that instance, you're going to scream and roar that it was a goal, whether it was, you know, yourself, whether it was a foot this side of the line yeah. or a foot over. But it highlights two very good uh, points. Like, you know, we're on about experience there. And we looked at, we talked about Craig there and getting onto the break there, you know, and anticipating and taking a chance. But 
look at the cover and back from Gary Gary Bennett. Like look where look yeah. at his starting position where where when well, let's, let's just play it again, Joe. All right. So I'll just flick back over to it here. Uh, so we can have a look at it. You know, his, his instinct, watch his instinct straight away to get back, you know, to get back on that line, you know. Right, we'll pause it when we get Gary Vetta in. There he is here coming back in. I'll look, look, he's, he's, it, yeah. yeah, look, he's make, he's still covering his man. See the little look he gave across? Yeah. He knew Styler was going to go for it and then made the decision to get back onto the line, if you get me, to back and cover. And you I can't mean, Paulie's defence, actually, this is actually very under <laughs> um, understated. Look what Paulie does. <laughs> clears the danger just pulls on the first time like yeah. and this actually ended up being a line ball which uh Bynaston did get a point off I think Milky got it like but uh I'm just going to wind it on a small bit so next piece of play um yeah so I'll go back another little bit again as the handy so we're going to see what I think is probably the best score I've seen in the championship this year so far so Thomas Marr picks this one up <clears throat> drives it on long Andrew Kane goes to the clouds and look at this that's sublime, like barely even looked at just over the shoulder. We have a replay yeah. on this as well now because it is, it is hate, worth a, a second look, right? I, I hate giving Andrew Kane credit, but that was just, Andrew Kane, some danger man. I, I don't know, yeah. he's, he's, he's hurling unbelievable. Like, that was probably the biggest criticism I had uh, of, of, of Bagson on the day was not getting him more into the game. Um, because anytime he touched the ball. Um, you're thinking there's, there's there's a score on here. Did you see? His, he, he, he skipped on there into the second half, but he, he delivered a, an unbelievable ball to Craig in the first half, where he was out on the sideline uh, and delivered. And uh, Craig again, the experience had drifted in to the full forward line, and possibly should have been. There was probably an even better chance, I thought, Joe, than, than the first one going through. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, the combination there of of, of of Andrew and Craig. I think I think Craig's free taking in the first half has to be admired. But just coming back to Sam Mullins, don't want to be all always all talking about Bangs on here, but um I thought the the wing back line for St. Mullins were in I think that was the winning of the game. I think between Paddy Kilo, Drift and um and and I think the St. Mullins wing back line were very, very strong. I think we struggle sometimes to win clean possession in our wing forward line. Um, cut now uh, there. Um, what do you call him is you're cutting out on us there, lad. Is it, he must be in Stephen's spare room, is he? He <laughs> must be, yeah. He must be. You're back. You're back there now. Sorry, you're cutting us. I said Colin. Is it Colin Kyo? Was it? Is he a relation to Paul? Is he? Uh, Connor Kyo midfield. Connor Kyo midfield, yeah. Connor picked up yeah, two good points. Yeah, he did. But he was getting forward, but Paul was sweeping. So I thought that was probably yeah. the, you know, Seth Mullins, I'd say, were disappointed to go in half time two points down. But I thought, you know, Jar Cody centre back was was particularly good at that for for Sam Mullins and and Paulie sweeping. But, but it was just it was a point I made to Kevin actually on WhatsApp uh, Barry and um, I don't know whether we you picked up on Kevin when I was texting you but the idea the versatility of the Sam Mullins players kind of showed mm -hmm. you know that in that kind of middle third like we Connor Kyo out with midfield there um, you know picked off two good points start the championship wing forward you know what I mean has got into that role around the middle he's he's great pair of legs. He gets onto breaks. He's a good striker of the ball. You know, either Ger, Ger Cody or maybe even uh, Paddy at centre back. We've seen James Dyle at centre back. We've seen Paddy at midfield. You know, well centre back as well. Sometimes. Nick Wells centre back. Do you know what I mean? That versatility. They're able to kind of pick horses for courses. You know what I mean? It'd be it a man marker, be it you know a defensive blocker, sweeper, whatever, whatever system. And it's that kind of versatility of those five or six players gives them fantastic options. I do think, yeah, I do think um, 
their their half back line was very good. Like, you know, uh, we talked about the influence of Danny Doyle for Bagginstown in, in some of the other games, and I think that they kind of they kind of curbed his his influence or potential influence on the game as well. And um, you know, Danny would have been a good primary ball winner for him as well. Um, you know, so it, it was it was a, it was a good a good all round display in fairness by Saint Mullins. You know what I mean in terms of they had their markups right back there. Yeah, so let's move on to the goal then, right? So, James, or sorry, this is the penalty first. We're going to show the penalty first now because there's a bit of debate about this and I'm not sure it is, to be honest with you. I think the pretty... hope was that a penalty. That's one thing I will say. <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh, way it's here. There's no, no way no, it's no. here. No, no, no. We'll play it first on you, right? Hold on, we'll play it first and we'll let people sorry. see, right? So, James Dyle is sending this one in and I'm just going to pause for a moment. So, Alfie is competing for this. And I can't actually make out who the St. Mullins man is going up beside him at the minute. I think it's Mouse, actually. Yeah, and if you watch, there's just fall- a literally collision. Yeah. He, fall- he, f- he falls clean down. He jumps so high, catches. with some catch, to be fair to him. But how, how is that a penalty? Can you explain that to me, Kev? Yeah, I, do- I don't think it is, to be honest with you. I think there's a bit of a tangle in the bodies. And he's he's saying there's a pull-down. I know, he's signaling, yeah, and he's signaling there's a pull-down. But he's made the decision, and then he's going to confirm it afterwards. I think. And there's the nod from the umpire. So, like, David now, I don't want David giving out to me because I got unfair as well with him. But I think when he has a look at that, maybe he might think a little bit differently about it. Maybe he won't think a bit differently about it. Well, again, again Kevin, I suppose, in fairness to David, if you look, David's angle of vision, if you get me from the penalty, is, I know we're looking at the video replay there, right? And um, David's angle of vision was straight down, if you get me. So he sees Mouse coming across the square, he, he he might be able to see if there's a hand on an arm or a pull on the jersey or something. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Coming yeah. when he's going up again. I'm I'm not, you know, looking at that. You're kind of saying Jesus, right? What? But I I know. I'm just I'm well, just can saying. Thing, right? can, can he not yeah, go in and ask the umpire first? You can blow the whistle. Right? Could could he not blow the whistle and ask the umpire, and then give the decision, which we've seen loads of times. Like the umpire might have told him it was a penalty anyway, might have changed the decision, but you're better off in that situation to go ask first. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Mouse Kavanagh, it's not a penalty. Well, Jesus, Jesus Christ, a, this, is this is controversial. This is controversial. I know. Look, I, I, I think, in, in fairness to David, I suppose, like, he, like, it's no more than the umpire with the other decision. Like, he's fairly adamant. Like, you know, you know, he's fairly, he must be fairly sure of his decision. Whatever he saw, he was fairly adamant. Mm. In fairness to David, he's used to making big calls, right? He, he's not. You know, in terms of he's not more well known as a football referee in terms of making decisions, in terms of you know, he's refereed at the highest level of football and so on. But he was very adamant on the decision, so obviously, he did see something. Now, again, look, looking at that angle, you're kind of saying, Jesus, like what Barry said, there's two lads coming together in the square and the ball. Uh, again, you, you know yourself from Hurling, Kevin Barry, uh, at both ends of the pitch, you know, a lad could be going up there and he could have his arm around your neck, he could have your, you know, you could nearly have the shorts pulled off you and you go into the sky. Um, do you know what I mean? This sort of stuff. So you you know, it, it, we just see we just see what was what was there. Just fast forwarding onto it, we can have all the debate about it, but fast forwarding onto the penalty itself, the strike. Um, yeah, we're going, and we're going to show that. Just just one last just one last thing I have to say on it, right? So my opinion is that it's not a penalty. Bowser thinks it's not a penalty. Joe, do you think it's a penalty? Uh, I, I'm all right. I'm going on the on the say on the TV angle. I can't see what it's for. Um, right, Grant. But... Now, so I'm going to balance this out by saying David has obviously made this with the information or the view that he has best to his hand. So we can't yeah. give out either. Like he's, so again, he's going away from it. Yeah, hindsight but... is great. Yeah, and but again, 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 as he walks in or whatever, you know, he might be micing up. He might be hearing something in the in the. That's ear, the thing. Yeah, we don't 
we don't know, right? We don't know. But lads, to be fair, now, and, and I will say this, um, you're just heading to the into the, the fourth quarter. There's only nine points apiece. It was a low-scoring game. It was a massive call. And and he's jumped up. He's he's won it absolutely clean. It's Alfie on him, by the way. I don't know what he noticed. Yeah. So don't think Alfie's the, you know, doesn't make a difference who it is. I, I just think he 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 won the ball and, and fell, and I think, jeez, uh, he was miles away from it as well. I, I just think it was such a big decision in in the game, and and afterwards we know what happened afterwards. I, I just I don't see how it's a penalty. I feel stronger about that now. Over. Yeah, the the national broadband <laughs> planner lack thereof has probably saved me from getting a. A solicitor's yeah. letter here at the moment. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, but anyway, look, as you said several times, it's that decision doesn't look to be a penalty. We're here to call it objectively, and David is there to call it objectively, which he, is, he did on the day, yep. and that's the way it is. There's yeah, exactly. Moment. That's it. That's I it. know they have a long time. I've seen tomorrow morning. Have a but again, it's not a yeah. no problem that way. Like, but like, but again, it's not a penalty. Yeah. But again, see, again, again, it shows the class, and we talked about the big man for the big moments. Do you know what I mean? In terms of most. You know, winning the ball. He's so good in the air. He's not a massive man. Jesus Christ, there's no one goes up in the air like him. And over Alfie as well. So oh, but he, he, did, he, he, scored, he scored one for the county there this year against uh, was it Wicklow. I think he got it. And he went up to the clouds, got it and turned and banged. You know, he's unbelievably good in the air. And he's unbelievably good, you see. What he's really good at is he knows how to hold off a lad. He knows how to bring it. You know, he knows how to draw the free. He knows what to do. You know what I mean? And so you can't, like, what do you do? You're not going to be a fool. You know what I mean? You're not going to go in there and... and uh, if you can feel a touch or feel an arm, you're going to you're going to get go down or make the most of it. But look, David called it anyway. Um, getting on to the strike. Watch how he strikes. Right, so let's do it then. Yeah, I'm going to pop back over to it here. Yeah. So it's like literally in the bottom corner. Like, there's no there's no getting yeah. near like. And a, a lot of time, a lot of time actually for. The what way was doing moving to the left? Because a lot of the time, actually, you, a, 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 a lot of the time, and I know from looking at him. He actually goes to the other side. For the way Mouse strikes the ball across his body, it's actually easier for him to go to Ganges left. Mm-hmm. And Ganges did the right thing. I was actually, like I said, it wasn't that we'd communion or confirmation here on Sunday. So I was looking at it on the screen myself. And there was whatever 20 of us here uh, chatting. I said, I guarantee any money, any money, he's going to go to Ganges left. And thank God. It, no one took me up on the back because it would have been cleaned out. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I would have gambled the same side because that's for the way he strikes across his body as a free taker um, and the way he lifts, it's easier for him to put it, you know, put it that side if you get me. Of, of, it, it, you know, it's easier for him to place it. So it was a great penalty and he put it right in the bottom corner. Even if Ganji had gone the right way, he wasn't going to get it. I was going to just say something on that. I, th- I thought the short puck outs worked, worked well for Langlison and, 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 and Andrew Townsend's distribution I thought was unbelievable right throughout. Um, I think misplaced one. I think, I think that's one thing to note uh, from but, uh, that point of view. That worked well, I thought. But but I, I, I would counter that a little bit in saying that in some of them, while they got to their man, sometimes if you look at them, they didn't carry the ball. And again, it happened in the second match as well. They didn't carry the ball. They got the ball in the 21 and it was delivered from there. And it was probably, it wasn't going over the far, the opposition half back line sometimes. So, uh, you know, maybe it's something that it, while you're retaining possession, and Andrew was very accurate and all, and or Ganjik is very accurate with his puck outs and all. But maybe if you're giving it to a corner back, you're expecting him, you know, to, to break a line or to break a tackle and, and, and then to, to 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 let it on. But it was yeah, I mean, look, I suppose they had to try they were trying something and you know, and uh I suppose rather than coughing up possession straight away, you're hoping that maybe the, the forward line or the lads make a move up there or you're able to clear that half back line for St. Mullins. 
Yeah, one one last word before we show this unbelievable goal. Um, and it goes back to the whole sweeper thing. Like, in fairness to St. Mullins, like, Alfie didn't come out with the world of ball yesterday, despite the fact that he was playing in that position. Like, they had it fairly well waxed, and there was always a man kind of coming across. Do you know what I mean? So they weren't wasted with possession, but obviously they were cognizant of a, of a sweeper here anyway. So we'll uh, we'll just show you this this goal, which was absolutely brilliant. Like, yeah, watch your watch your Cody here now with the yellow helmet. Watch where Jer ends up. Like, there he is in midfield. Look, he's taking the chance to. To look, James Dale coming along. Watch look for at the James. vision here as well. That is yeah, so vision, lads. Yeah, but if Jer Cody, man, weave. Yeah, but if if Jer Cody doesn't make that run, it's a ball to nothing. It's a ball. Yeah, there's no ball. Up. Yeah, it's a point. Yeah. Like it's it, at best a point. You get a strike away, and Jer Jer's movement made it. Like again, you know, he was back under the stand there a minute ago. He's up. He's making an extra forward, and like we said, he, it, without his contribution there, that that's no goal. And he was man of the uh, match. You said, Joe, uh, Joe, Oh, you thought he wasn't, you? Yeah. He was very so, good, yeah. He's very, very good. Very so, good. Can I, can oh, I just yeah. highlight one thing about, about, I mentioned the vision, but just look how accurate the pass is with peripheral vision. Look where the pass goes. It's straight to hand. Yeah. I, I know we have a three-man weave all of a sudden. It's like a football goal. And Boland, he had a point to prove. So, in fairness, like, I spoke to Niall Donald afterwards. We're going to play out the post-match, not tonight, but um, we'll throw it on the up for the match programme. We'll be hearing from uh, Niall O'Donnell and uh, a few other Bukali as well. But, like, Paddy Boland broke a bone in his hand. That's why he wasn't playing. That's why he didn't start the game. And he can one score yeah. one too. Like, so that was a massive contribution. And yeah. in fairness, that goal really put the game to bed. And despite yeah. the fact that Sound did reply and get back to within was it four or five points, I think. Um, yeah. I think that really put it to bed. We're going to show the Bagnasound goal in a moment's time as well. But one thing I'd like to go on, yeah. No, sorry, Kev. No, just when you're mentioning injuries there. Um, you know, we talked about the influence Jamie Clark had in games there during the year, and I think Jamie in the Fernestone was carrying an ankle lock just when you're on about injuries. Um, you know, we probably never got to we never got to, to see the best of them yesterday, you know what I mean? I know a few bursts and that, but uh, I think carrying that knock probably probably hampered his game a little bit. And also, just to mention, if you might be mentioning as well, I think the impact off the bench for Bagnestown Gales was was impressive too. It's a good mm-hmm. sign, like you know, it's a, they hadn't got that punch maybe last year, you know. and you know, maybe at the end of this, when we're done this match, we'll probably be talking about maybe the positives about about the year for Bankstown Gales. But uh, definitely, yeah. So that was that was something definitely we we're going to we we're going to bring up. But I wanted to mention two things. So, well, it's actually uh, two points of the same thing, and it involves two points. I think Bankstown actually should have had two more points as well as having a goal possibly disallowed. I was standing right behind the goal, and for Keel, right Keelan Guider's one, I thought was probably gone over. Um, but it was flagged wide. And then Andrew Kane was adamant another one of his efforts had gone over, right? Mm-hmm. And if those two go over, Styler standing over 21 or three near the end with three points in. Okay, he didn't score in the end. But like there is, we could be talking about a completely different game here. Genuinely, could we talk about a completely different game very, very easily? We're not. That's the end of it. But, you know, that stuff did happen. And it has to be spoken about as well. We can't, uh, we can't let it pass. But you mentioned the contribution of the subs. So let's roll on this then and show the Bagnus on goal. Um, this is super, actually. Beanie's made a career out of doing this. His delivery is great. I was behind the goal for this as well. And Jake Dyle's run was, was brilliant. But Beanie spots it. And look where he places it. Like, that's beautiful. One little bounce. And Jake goes with the hand. I love that. Didn't take an unnecessary yeah. touch. Straight into the hand. Not in his head on the goal. This is a fantastic save. And good anticipation from, from Keelan Guider. Possible square ball, I have to say. But uh, let's have a look again, right? So here he goes. Takes off. A uh, little shimmy. Great save. Look where Keelan is. Maybe it's not a square wall, but look, good anticipation nonetheless. And a very good finish, it has to be said. And that did put Bynes on what? So it was 213 to 110 at that stage. They got back and got another couple of points. 
Uh, but yeah, contribution, subs, there's two of them straight away. Like Jake goes for the goal, doesn't work out. Keelan gets the goal in the end. Uh, so yeah, like that was that was a, a big thing. And I'm glad you actually pointed it out. If you want to talk a bit more about what they're built away. Yeah, I um I'll come in on that. I I would have liked to see Keelan Glider, I think, a bit earlier in the match. Um the future's bright, I think plenty of pace, isn't there? Off off the line. Um for in, in I suppose with, with Jake and, and, and Keelan, but I, I yeah, I thought Keelan maybe could have come in a bit earlier. Put myself up now for And how about Jake? Would you brought him in earlier as well, Bose? I am well, I, I just Keelan's been hurting well now, so um the two of them have been, but um that was just an, an opinion. Um Yeah, made a bit of an impact, didn't it, the two of them, to be fair. It did, yeah. But, did. Um, like Jake, Jake was in our team of the week. He started and played the whole game last week, and I understand the whole rationale of bringing him into the game, maybe rather than starting him in a game of that magnitude. But maybe we probably should have seen him a little bit earlier. Um, you saw the difference he made. Like talk about a guy just so, you know, relaxed about the situation and the, I suppose, the magnitude of the game. It was a big, big game. Like, and this is his first year playing Adel Hurlan and just took it all in his stride. The same way as Craig did, I suppose. Like Craig was seventeen or eighteen playing. Senior as well, and up at Crow Park, and just lives for it, loves it, like, and you got to admire that in a kid, in fairness, you know. So, but see similarities, can't you? To be fair, of a young yeah, kid. there's definite similarities. It's just he's basically Craig, he has milky size, right? He's Craig's, uh, I suppose, instinct in going for a goal, and uh, there's a bit of pace there as well, like, he has a bit of a stride yeah. about him. And the only difference is obviously the left hand is on top, but no, definitely. Very, very good. It's, so, it's, one, it's yeah. a good sign. No, just saying, like when you mentioned those lads, like you know, like we said, we talked about say O'Shea Dillon, young uh, Cody. Uh, trying to think, I'm going to forget a few lads, young Hickey, um, lads like this that have blooded, you know, um, and the you know the, the the nucleus of that kind of under twenty team, and a few more lads not too too much older, you know, uh, a good year for them. Like you know, they, they might have wanted to maybe end things better or, you know, probably maybe falter in the last two matches a little bit, but Jesus was a massive positive year for them, you know, win the under 20, you know, uh, something to build on their strong panel. They're in the junior final, you know, a lot of young lads coming through and really puts them back. Like has been a a really uh, monumental kind of maybe what's it three years for, for Bagginstown Gales, you know, between the club amalgamation and even, even where they've come from, from winning that intermediate to come up, to come on along and, Say last year, kind of right, you know, they took took the knocks, but got better as each game got on. And this year, they've certainly learned from them, you know, they've certainly learned from it and pushed on and pushed on in spades and bringing on those young lads. Like you can see year on year, like we talked about them, you know, lads, important lads down the middle, like Dara's under 20, Jack McCullough under 20, you know, key kind of key positions. Now, Bulger hold most of the year, uh, under 20, you know, Jake, we mentioned Keel and all these lads, like. Young young men like you know coming in and, and 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 making an impression. So, right, they're going to be disappointed after yesterday, but they've they've a huge foundation to build on. Pro- probably think yesterday, in fairness to St Mullins, like um for for them for them lads to kind of thrive, they wanted more space. If you get me, and in fairness to St Mullins and and Barry you mentioned it there, their half back line and their back line and the way they were organised with with their defensively, like they were never going to cop up probably the space that even like we said about Jamie Clark, you know, it was very quick and. You know, he did a massive battle. You know, Paul Dylan there on the edge of the square and Gary Bennett and these lads. You know, it, it, they, 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 you kind of only get one run at them generally and, and they learn. They're like, geez, I don't know what they're like, like sharks, Sam Mullins, like, you know, and, and 
you know, they're really close, they're really compressed the two lines, really like out that space. And probably, you know, like we said, if you think about the right, that was we, we highlighted maybe one goal chance, or maybe they got the goal and there was maybe one other, but they weren't going to cough up easy goals for them. And, um, you know, I suppose for having pacey forwards like that, you have to kind of come up with a different plan to try to create the space or, or maybe try to draw out Sam Mullins by popping over scores from distance. And it wasn't kind of the day for that, like, you know. Yeah, and one last word on Seth Mullins, because I think we're being a bit heavy on, on Biden's town, has to be said. Um, like, I, I did feel, I don't know if it's something you go along with, that coming down the home stretch, like, the, the fact that they've been there so often before, I think yeah. it really did stand to them. Um, and little, small little things, and we don't, uh, what do you call it? We don't endorse cynicism, but, like, a simple thing, like, pulling that down near the end of the game, which I think Paul Doyle did on, on Jamie Clark. And little things like that, just a bit of cuteness, like, and a bit yeah. of know-how, having been there. Like, you can only get that by... By being there previously, it's yeah. not something that just comes to you, like you know. But, but so you look I think at that, did matter, like, yeah. But you look at them, like, they're an experienced team, like, Jesus. Like, you look at even the three in a row, I don't think in any of the three in a row that they won. Um, you know, that they bet, you know, I think I can't remember who some I think we're gonna be Pat Cody remarked about here, like, they never topped the table, I don't think, in those three in a row, or they're never worried, like, and even Gary Bennett, you can hear him talking about, well, look, whether we won one match last in this year's group or we won four all we get to is a semi-final and they have a great mentality down there you know um and they're Joe, and, go ahead. On, yeah. no sorry no i meant to have a great mentality when it comes to that knockout hurling like you know no better team than st mullins they're really you know they're really kind of are set up and geared for they're like like i said they're like sharks like you know that you might get a run on them once and getting the second time they'll they'll, they'll have you figured out or they'll you know they'll, they'll they'll have things figured out like you know and um you know they, they are where they want to be and they're going to be a dangerous animal come next next uh, Sunday. I, I think I, I, I think Joe just on that you know we were speaking with the the penalty decision there and, and you know I suppose when when you look at it from a Saint Mullins point of view you know I, I I think when they got that goal um the experience really came to the forward end because they tagged on you know an extra couple of scores afterwards and and. and Suddenly the game was was, you know yeah. the game the, the game the game was gone like so I think they smelt it at that stage you know yeah. they, they they knew there was nothing in the game up to that point absolutely yeah. no there was really I I know I said that you know they'd be disappointed that they weren't probably ahead at half time but really there was only a puck or, or, or two between the two teams right throughout the match I think I think the experience probably told in the end so yeah so I'd say I'd say Bagging Sound I'll just have to learn from it you know. Yeah, and they will. And Bowser, I said it to you only a few weeks ago. You were saying about, you know, buying some maybe win the senior championship and stuff. And I just wasn't so sure. But in the next three years, didn't I say it to you? In the next three years, um, I, I I think honestly that possibly could happen. Like, because as long as, long as the experience lasts, stay around. Like, yeah, you know, but just, but just, just on the same Mullins thing, like we talked about, uh, you know, again, I think it was Pat Cody when he was on here, Kev, we were on about like players coming through. And, you know, we always talking about. You know, Gary and Gary Bennett mentioned it about like a lot of lads that he would have won a minor championship with, like kind of been the nucleus of that team. And you know, you'd be kind of wondering like a lot of rural clubs, like you know, what's kind of coming through. But like you look at it this year, like you look at it, say Seamus Murphy only came on the last what two or three minutes, did he? And you know, you'd say, geez, you know, Seamus Murphy was going to be a cornerstone of any St. Mullins team to get to a county final. I know she Seamus is years in the clock and so on, but would like to meet him with a shoulder now. That's oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I wouldn't meet him with yours. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like as in and, and so like if Oshin Ryan came in this year, like Connor Connor Keo is stepping up for them. You know, you have young Bolins coming through. You have young Cottle Connolly who's had a super year of cornerback yeah. for them. 
and they're finding those couple of hurlers and they're just stitching them in there and stitching them in and you have to the kind of the workhorses there the likes of you know uh we mentioned like the, the main men and we mentioned the welshes and that's like this that's who plow away but they're just stitching in those couple of hurlers this year you know jason o'neill you know had started um you know it didn't get as much hurling this year between injuries and whatever else you know he's kind of coming back to four as well like so you know they're kind of they're they're bringing up those few every year as well and uh you know they're just they're just filling those gaps very nicely and they're making big impacts like you know all those players the the, the lads who are kind of in their first or second season are, are big men for them like you know we, we said connor kill clipped off two points young bowling got a goal and two points i think when he came in yeah one two yeah. You know, like you know, young men like you know making a big yeah, difference, and, and young John Dial as well. There, you know, oh, well, just just on that dog, Kev, Kev, I mean, come in because uh, sorry, it was only Black Garden there when I came to uh, <laughs> m- 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 backtracking now, backtracking. Ah, no, 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 I, I know Martin, but I, I think that to be fair to him, you know, coming back, um, after the injury, you know, to, to see him. That's that's a quick turnaround, you know, isn't it? To be yeah. fair, so yeah. you know, to be to be back leading things, you know, obviously there was a good bit of rehab there. So I think you have to admire that, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and uh, the, the point I was just going to make, sorry, was uh, just in relation to Seamus, right? So Seamus Murphy gets ruled out, and who comes in? John Doran, who's played senior hurling for I don't know, yeah. 15, 16, 17 years, like at yeah. centre forward, a wealth of experience. Um, yeah. so it, like while Seamus was a big loss. John comes in and provides that experience. It's, it's almost, I won't say it's like for like, but it's the old head there, you know, the, and the calm head that you need. Yeah. It wasn't a chap that was replacing a guy with amount of experience. So it didn't really weaken him too much, which is a mad thing to say, because Seamus Murphy is an incredible player. Yeah. But these headaches that they're going to have next week, which we'll speak about enough for the match, I wouldn't like them, to be honest now. So they're going to be looking at maybe Seamus Murphy coming in. Does John Doran stay? Like, does Paddy Balling get to come back in? Does Jason O'Neill lose yes, out? Right, so yeah. all of a sudden, they're... they're Headaches, and we we talked to Pat Cody about Jesus. What well, you haven't much on the on the line sort of thing, and all of a sudden there's a, a bit of a change in tune, right? So lads, we might move on to the second semi final, and this of course was one of the Rangers versus Navon, and we do have a couple of highlights to show on this as well. And ironically, I think Chris Nolan is involved in all of them. He was absolutely <laughs> incredible yesterday. I have to say his contributions were just massive, and um, again we got to see that relatively closely for most of the game. Had a different angle for the second half. <laughs> Won't go into that. Um, but uh yeah, Ross Smithers was on Chris Nolan as we thought, and Ross did a great job on Sean Murphy last week. But no matter what he did yesterday in the in the period that I was behind the goal and seen up close, just Chris was just that little step ahead. So even in terms of strength, like little subtle things, which we might catch in the video when I show it in a sec, Ross is so tight, like touch tight, but just that little small little elbow just to give you that little half yard in order to get a hold of the ball or get your hand to the ball, he was just able to do it and set up stuff, which is an incredible statement to, to make about a chap because like, Ross is just so strong as well, like, and so athletic. Um, so I was I was an awe man yesterday. I thought he was great. So look, we'll, we'll ramble on the show. The, the highlights is probably the handiest thing to do. They're only, they're only a minute long. Um, if the ball hit this share thing again, just bear with us. And there we go. So right, we should be hurling ball here now. So yeah, this is uh, this is Chris involved, and I'd like to pay a compliment to Kevin McDonald who ghosted in here as well. Recognise the fact that Chris had come out and there was space inside. He goes in, nice simple little score, no dramas, same as he's done for several years at this stage, despite the fact that he's still relatively young. You see it here in the replay, like that, that's just so simple. Maybe you could argue James O'Hara probably should be a little bit tighter, but 
Still a good score. We'll take nothing away from him. So this is Mac returning the favour. Nice little line ball across. There's a bit of space in front of Chris. This is what I'm talking about, right? So I don't know if we can bring this back. There's there's something in the way. Maybe we'll get a replay on that. If not, I'll I'll go back to it. But just that little the little handoff. Um, I don't know. I didn't come back to it. So we'll yeah, we'll show it here again from the sideline, and I'll pause it slowly. This is the max score again now. Sorry, lads. We're we're not uh, we're not fit for uh, Monday night football yet, as the fella said. But if you watch closely now, when Max sends this one in, right? So. You can see Ross and Chris here. Like, he's so tight on. The ball is favouring the forward. Mac recognises that. But look, look at the little handoff now. Just keep a close eye on this. See that little touch there? And he gets possession just by doing that, like, despite the fact that Ross is so tight. So I'm just going to pause on that for a moment because you're playing full forward all your life. And obviously that's something that you can resonate with like and uh it's a bit of cuteness chris, chris, chris is still very young like <laughs> josie joe laughing there i was more of a 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 marty kavanagh man in the square did you know jim dan did you know jim dan yeah so this is uh, a little uh, we'll tell, no. we'll tell, tell this one actually for sorry before we go this is a fairly good story this is a 2010 minor final and i think dan's lies marking yeah i'd love this clip actually if we had it so you, you give him a little nudge so a bit of a the yeah it was a bit of a shameless derby in the a uh, bit of a shameless derby nudge in the back and took it first time on the half volley <laughs> i went in the top corner it was a savage goal it was actually unreal i would be disgusted myself if it was disallowed but what was it yeah. peter peter barn used to call you dan shannon was it when you put it up today actually jack messaged me he says uh um well dan he says <laughs> send me a screenshot of uh the left wing back podcast tonight but anyway um no chris kavanagh or not chris uh, chris nolan um Jeez, he'd a, he'd a cracking game, didn't he? He should have had a penalty, I thought, after there was a free free in. I thought it was inside the square. You know, I think it would have been the first score of the game, but uh, he dominated, didn't he? Uh, I think Ross now probably having nightmares um, ever since. Like ever a since lot of defenders, yeah. like a lot of defenders this year. I think nearly everyone has had a nightmare. But actually, just want to pay a tribute to Brian Deeran, right? Because, again, for the period of time we're behind the goal, um, Chris took a ball and gave it to Tony Lawler, who was in on goal, right? But Brian had the whistle blown. And Brian came in straight away and he said, Chris, I'm sorry, I should have given you the advantage. That's great to see. It's it's just great to see. because yeah. You see it down through the air sometimes when the referee, even though they know they made the mistake, they don't come in and apologize. They're like, no, no, that's it. Like, I thought that was great. And you get respect for that. You know what I mean? Um, in fairness to Brian, he'll always talk. He'll tell you, you know, on the pitch, there won't be, you know, he kind of, well, this is the way I saw it or, you know, he, in fairness to him, he's a good communicator. I like him. I like him. You know, I like him as ref, and I know he'd be more of a. He does a lot, obviously referees a lot of hurling. Referee does in the last intermediate game as well, but um, he's been more foot. You know, known as a football ref, but he, he did a good job in it. Now, yeah, he did a good job in fairness to him. Yeah, the communication. Just talk to players on human level. I think is the most important thing. I think most referees do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it because they are human at the end of the day. Referees are human. Players are human. So mm. just just talk to them, I suppose. That's the that's the message we give. We'll plow on and show the rest of the highlights there because there's not too many more of them left in it. Because it, look, it was it was a one side enough encounter. It must be said. Um, so I think Rangers have said didn't get out third gear, did they? No, pro- probably not. Like, and it's a point we're making a go bit. So this is Chris again. Look at Eddie Barnes moving that So Michael Mullins is trying to cover the goal, but look, Eddie just checks back. Chris spots it, and over the bar. Just, like, I can just you know, see you, Kevin. <laughs> I can just see you and Barry. 
That's all. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. We'll sort yeah. that out. You're having, your own, you're having your own Chris Nolan show yeah. there. <laughs> we're, definitely, we're definitely not getting the Monday Night Football gig. We're winding around back again. Yeah, right, so here it is. You have just, it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Just on that, like in fairness to, uh, in fairness to Ross, right? Ross has marked all the key men this year for um, for the opposition. Like Sean Murphy, we mentioned, he's marked Chris twice. You know, he's picked up. Uh, did he pick up? Um, trying to think for St Mullins, did he pick up um, in their game? I'm trying to remember who he picked up, but he picked up all the key men. I think um, was James Day to pick up. Uh, he picked up all the key men. You know what I mean? He ended up full back, full back against uh, against Ballon Killen in the last game as well. He's had a good year. Look, there was a lot of ball went in there. A lot of ball. And yeah. I don't, I don't, th- I think Ross was the best man to have on him. Uh, Ross has pace, he's pace, Definitely, he's, he's yeah. knacky, he's played there, he's experienced. Uh, but when there's a lot of ball, good ball going in like that, look, you're always going to be under pressure. Um, and I think that's that, that, that was one of the points I, I kind of brought after the match. I, I, I said there in the, in, when we were previewing these that um, Navon needed to kind of own that middle third, um, you know, to dominate there. And like I said, against us, like the one, whatever, 16 puckouts between ours and theirs in the first half. And and while they were kind of, com- while they were competitive in that middle third, especially James Smithers when he dropped in there, I thought he was very impressive. But they didn't dominate to the extent like that they did against us. Like, you know, you know, Conor Foley and, and, and John Michael Nolan on that day were massively impressive. And um, in fairness to Mountain Leinster Rangers, they kind of shut them down. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't give them that foothold there. And as a result, then, Mountain Leinster Rangers turned a lot of ball in, you know, and, and gave chances up to their forward line. Um, you know, so uh, look, I suppose, Michael, yeah, John Michael, he covered a lot of ground, didn't he, Joe? To be fair to him, yeah, he did, yeah, he worked, he worked hard, yeah. I don't think he could, I suppose, fault the you know, the the, the martial work rate. Um, it was just the effectiveness of it, it's just the effectiveness of it, like in fairness to Rangers, like again, we talked about vision and work rate, and we talked about covering and, and setups, and you know, I, 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 they're the masters of it, they're probably, they were probably, you know. Probably a little bit ahead of the posse there in terms of how the, you know, for years we were wondering, Jesus, have we got 16 players like Richard Cody always seems to be free sort of thing, you know, and yet they're not playing a sweeper and now it's kind of Dermot Burnett. Their style of play, they're even able to do it with a scene at the intermediate level, you know, Willie Hickey playing centre-back for, for their intermediate team and kind of making himself free. And I know a lot of teams are doing it, but their style of play kind of makes them work, or sorry, their work is a lot smarter. Well, they work hard, obviously, Mullins Rangers, they they work smart as well like there, you know, and um absolutely like the Maisha lads left nothing on you know left left it all out there but it just wasn't it wasn't to be like you know mm-hmm. um again i suppose you know they needed scores we th- we we probably talked about it as well like i think i think when Dwayne Kavanagh came in Dwayne hit did he hit 50 percent of their scores he hit four or five points four points you don't have that clip have you <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. Box. It's in. It's in the. It's in the oh, WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, that that was actually fine. Is yeah. I didn't see the whole around actually. To be honest with you, but, did you see um, that? Joe? Kevin Mack going going to the ball with no hurl and, and doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Full man, ball, And I think in first Brian Duran as well. Like everyone thought it was a free for uh, it was that was the one that went for a line. He yeah, kind of looked like he was giving a free, and yeah, and he looked like he was giving a free, and then in fairness, but the ball was there, Joe. No, no, but I'm saying to him in fairness to Brian Duran. He made a call. Everyone thought he was making the call for the free, and there was big hoo-ha. And he, you know, he, he kind of composed himself. And there was, the, you know, of course, it was there. It was there to be played. And there was no, I think, I think it was Stevie said in commentary, like uh, Kevin McDonald only ran off to get his hurl. He didn't go down in his arse. Yeah, like no, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He, 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 he 
He was a brave man, but fair, like that's, but that's, you know, but that's Kevin, like in fairness, like that's Kevin. He was so consistent, you know, on everything. But, um, but yeah, like, um, Dwayne, like it probably kind of highlighted what we, what we, what we kind of mentioned, like the, you know, their inside line probably didn't get, you know, the, the couple of lads that they had in probably didn't really get going. Um, probably their six forwards, I thought, James, like James Smithers work rate was was excellent he got on a lot of ball and they probably didn't like the conditions on the day was were poor but they probably didn't get the scores from that day the, from the from the forward line they got the four like Connor Foley got three points the day before against uh against ourselves like you know um I suppose another thing that was missing I suppose like Rangers giveaway I don't think Brian popped over a free this time you know what I mean Brian popped over four against us the previous week you know Adam Kenny had hit a lot of scores from from freeze as well so the discipline about Leinster Rangers too uh, was impressive. Like you know, they knew like they knew the dead the, like the new dead balls were going to hurt, or sorry, would would give Michael a foothold in the game. You know, and keep them keep them going. But they, they, they didn't cough up an easy freeze, like you know, and, and that's that's good too. Like from their point of view, they're they're, they're reducing the scoring chances, like you know. Yeah, definitely. And so just from a tactical point of view, um, Denis O'Regan was kind of falling back into the pocket as such. Um, I don't know should they have put him back a bit deeper because Rangers were able to bypass it the whole time, you know. And uh, in the end, nine two at halftime, I think it was was it eight two or nine two like to, to Rangers. Yeah. So at that point, I can't speak for the first fifteen minutes of the second half. Um, I'm not going to say why you. I, I can't speak for it, but I don't know. In that period, did they stay going with the sweeper at that point? Because is there a point when you're seven points down? Do you know what I mean? Like, so you yeah, no, because, when do you push on? Like, yeah. Yeah, and the reason I say it is as well, I noticed, I don't know if it was an outright decision, but like James Smithers was coming to midfield quite a bit, right? So that obviously mm. takes two things away from you. Like, Denny Joe last week was very effective in midfield, got a score, set up play, and James Smithers, we spoke about, he's direct line runner from centre forward. So all of a sudden, you've one lad in the sweeper position, and you've another guy kind of around the middle third, and yeah, he got one or two blasts in the first half when he took off. But if that's coming from centre forward, like, do you know, maybe you're looking at a different kind of a situation. Um, Guillermo Bourne then obviously is left free. No better buckle. Do you know, that, that suits yeah. Rangers down to the ground. Um, but yeah, Bowser, you kind of touched on it, and I'm glad you did, because we're saying it the whole time, or at least I'm saying it the whole time, that Rangers are showing glimpses of brilliance, but they're still a gear or two there, like, and they won't be 10 points yesterday. Yeah, they, they, they seem to be going through the motions. I think, Michael, that's the one thing you see, you know, you, you have to hit Rangers hard, you have to get them... You have to, you know, I suppose raise the intensity with the fouls. You know, Dennis Murphy, how many times, I'm sure you lads have spoken about it all, all year. Um, but I suppose it just breaks momentum. Like, it's it's one team being up close and, and, and in their faces and I suppose trying to trying to get them, trying to get their rhythm disrupted. But when you're giving away, there was a couple of simple fouls again, do you know what I mean? And he was just tagging them over. So it just breaks momentum. Top from Michael's point of view, though, uh, the two corner forwards in particular, very stylish little hurlers. Uh, Scott Scott Tracy and uh, Dean Sly, is it? Dean, yeah, Mike, mix on. Yeah, Alex, you know, they, they obviously have a good spine, but it's, it's nice to see, you know, a bit of style on the flanks and and, and two, two young lads there that probably are going to do, probably going to be, you know, hurling for, for quite some time as well. Is it Connor Foley as well on the wing? So, yeah. um, good yeah. bit of talent there, you know, and, and, and a good spine. John Michael, obviously. Uh, working hard and Brian Tracy in the goal, who exceptional uh, again, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, would have yeah. heard a lot against Brian and and you know, his puckouts this year. And I think he's on the freeze as well. Long, so I think worth a mention, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I just think probably you know, 
Rangers just didn't get out of third gear, but um, I don't know. No. You know, so the thing was, and one little thing we mentioned to Wayne Kavanagh, like, I don't know if many people actually know this. A lot of people probably do, but there's probably a lot that don't as well. Dwayne played four years county minor hurling and started all four years. And I don't know how many people that did that. Brian Corker is one that jumps out. Like, that's serious. And Shane Kavanagh actually mentioned it on the Left Wing Back podcast when he came on the White Time in the Gansey series. I think he might have left him out of his uh, best 15, which we get people to do on the series. And I think he said something on the lines of that. I don't think he fulfilled his potential. I think there's actually a bit of truth in it because if you heard four years county minor and he did go into the senior squad for a while and played centre back for 21s, we could be literally talking about him as the best player we've we've ever had, honestly, from a defensive point of view. Like definitely on par with Shane. Um, and you see, obviously, yesterday the contribution he made, like getting the point from play and knocking over the freeze. Like he's he's putting over freeze from 100 yards since he's about 12 or 13. Like you know, kind of similar to David English. Um, so yeah, I, like, I, thought, I, I thought he made a big influence. I thought. I thought he was a big positive now when he came in. He was looking, yeah. he was on the bo- looking for the ball on the ball. He was, you know, covering a lot of ground as well. You know, he he, he was he was a big influence when he came in. And and again, you know, I talked about the influence as well. Like it, from a Mullins Range point of view, you you know, you Kieran Kevin on the opposite end coming in and banging over two points. Like I think I think yesterday we were right when we counted it up yesterday, Kevin was a two ten that that was from subs in the two games. Yeah, two ten, like you know, in in wet kind of damp, bad conditions, yeah. like two ten is a big, it's a big contribution off the bench off for four teams, like you know, sixteen points, like it's a, it kind of shows you that it really is a twenty man game, really, like you know, it, it is. It, it, if you're not using your panel and not using them smart, uh, what did they say? It's kind of like about the team that finishes, not the team, you know, not the team that starts, like as much. Mm. So, so just some was, subs, yeah. Stevie, in fairness, did his research, even though he's not on tonight. Um, yeah, Dwayne four points, Kieran Cavanagh two, Paddy Bola one two. James Doyle, uh, no, is it James Doyle? Who is the Doyle got point? Sorry, that's John Doyle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, yeah. and Keelan, Keelan yeah. Guider, uh, one. Like that's that's fair contribution has to be said. It yeah. just goes to show how important um, benches are, as the fella said. This last point, let's just show it. This is sick. Now this is what this is. Uh, so uh, yeah, Richie Kelly drives this one into the corner. Chris loses the hurl, and wait, till you see this. Way for it, way for it. Here we go. Up you boy, yeah. And Gary <laughs> Kelly anticipates it and finishes off a beautiful score. We've replay on it as well. I think it's worth a second look. Uh, yeah, I think you need to go to replay. I didn't go look again. at this, ah uh, lads. That's that's soccer aim stuff. Like that's what yeah. that is. <laughs> but but uh, again, just going back to the, you know, I I'm a big I'm a big old believer. Like, hurling is a skills based game, and you look at the quality of their striking yesterday in poor conditions it was probably a little bit crisper you know there was everything was even in wet conditions balls were going to balls were going to hand things were sticking do you know what i mean hand passes were sticking probably the four teams like they were, they were that's it the hurling was a little bit a notch probably above everyone else like you know in, in the christmas Chris, that's, that's and one think, thing just, yeah i think when michael saw the dark clouds coming in they probably thought yeah might get a bit closer to them here but as you say yeah i agree and yeah, and just on like you're you're on about looking at things and learning, like and you're young. It was good to see, you know, there's all big crowds there and young people are looking in at them and like right, you can talk about all you want about being in the gym and being, you know, having your conditioning right, but you have your skills right goes a long way. You, you thought you've seen some of the best, you know, the best strikers of the ball there yesterday, picking that game. Like Chris Nolan can turn and hit a ball off his left as easy, you know, from sixty yards out as he's right. And if you were able to do that, like in your arsenal, you're not turning, you're not turning into a ledge, you're not 
second guessing yourself you're not taking that extra second on the ball and it's just it's a lesson like you know we've seen all the all the top teams you know all, all the top hurlers that were on display in the county or you know and the skills is still a skills based thing and you need you need no matter how much strength and conditioning is massively important like you know you have to take the hits the levels and you have to you know be conditioned to to, to be in the right place etc etc but still ultimately you know it's something that that you you know we should be keeping a focus on in all our clubs especially at underage level just to to work on to work on that sort of aspect of the game like you know um, i just want to thank uh john nolan as well by the way on party v for the use of yeah, the footage brilliant. there and you obviously saw the full streams yesterday joe and yep, you know brilliant brilliant production yeah tommy brilliant yeah brilliant yeah i was delighted yeah. to see it back yeah, and isn't it great news? I know we'll probably talk about it at the end anyway, but isn't it great news that um, it's going like our 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 big biggest hurling game of the year is going to be on TG4, isn't it? About kind Ooh. of isn't it just, rec just recognition and first because we talked about before about exposure to small counties. I think when we were up in the Lee McCarthy, I think we were the only team that year, if my memory stands me correct, that we didn't get a live game. Uh, you know, uh, the year you know year we heard Galway over on Galway, and so on. I think we're the only team that didn't get a live game that that year that were up in the championship. So, you know, and and look at the quality of our club hurling. Like, I mean, look at the quality of the sides and 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 how good, good they are. It is a good yeah. championship, but it's great to see that it's getting you know uh, getting showcased. Yeah, and but it's getting showcased because yeah. you know it's brilliant. Good, and good uh, I'm actually on a personal yeah. level. I think from production values point of view, I think TG Carter is probably the best out there, and I'll tell you why. Just for one simple thing alone. The little when they're showing replays, right? They've got a little box, a little small little box in the corner yeah. while the puck outs being shown and while kickouts are being shown. And that's so yeah. important in the modern game, football and hurling, that you see the restarts and see what's going on, but the replay is still being shown in the corner. You know, that little thing alone, I don't think RT or Sky do that. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but definitely up until maybe this year, I think they were the only ones and their productions are just brilliant in general, like with Laker Gale and with uh, you know, just even pre match, post match. Those little video montages, like they're, I think they're brilliant. Do you know, what I, I, mean? think, I think I think RT showed the kickouts as a full replay. So there was Yokes during the All Ireland football final, and it was like 35, 40 seconds of a replay or fifty seconds of replay, and the ball was maybe on the far seventy when they come back. You don't see kick out, and in football, I think even more so in football or yeah. running, it's so important. Like, but look, but look what they've done. Look what they've done. Like, look in the last whatever I don't know many years trying to go now, and and they've started. Like isn't it unreal the amount of coverage like that that club hurling like you're looking at every weekend you're expecting a game when the club championship was going like look at the games we witnessed and it was just amazing like you know um I I think it, they're unbelievable they've, they've done some I know they do the same said for ladies football and they have different kind of niches in some rugby as well and so on but from a club club point of view they've been oh Jesus just unbelievable like you know really good yeah. but again going back to Park TV and Farnstone and County Board. You know, big, you know, good call to put the two games on, especially when I had confirmation on Sunday. They must have obviously known. <laughs> You're way to make it, lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to shave and everything for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, flee, uh, flee, uh, fleeced a few people as well, a few 20s and stuff, you know. So I know. But um, no, in fairness, uh, like it was great. It was great. And Stevie and Tommy should regret a bit of banter with the boys. It's great crack as well. So fair play. Like, it was good. It was good. Good, good couple hours uh, entertainment there. Yeah. So see, before Brian, I move, see, see Brian Cody when we're on live here. We'll manage Kilkenny next year. But so bit of news. I, 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 thought, I thought it was gonna be something dramatic, like, you know. <laughs> and Brian Cody will. 
you know? uh, yeah there's a couple and, of messages in tommy wogan says good man barry we know tommy a long time uh tommy. and andrew casey give us a woo barry <laughs> you don't have to do it if you don't want to we might know what that's related to but anyway um moving on so Bowser, like before we go to our team of the week and player of the week, which uh, Twitter poll has not decided the uh, player of the week this week, it's going to be us. <laughs> and we're doing it live. I haven't even had a discussion about it. Um, yeah. Bowser, what I want to ask you first is who, because you're not going to be on up for the match with us on Friday, who do you think is actually going to win the county final? Unless you sing a song. Breaking news. Barry is not going to be on the podcast on Friday. You know, it's bigger than any brain Cody story. Uh, so, <laughs> Jersey, oh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the appearance. So I, and he, I, and he, I, and he freed uh, up his schedule and everything. Did you ever see the, did you ever see the, the what was it, Ralph Wiggum, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where you see the rewinder where Ralph's heart is broken live on, on, on TV <laughs> just after witnessing it here, man. It was a giant episode. We're in the market for yeah. live music, I'm telling you, for the program. So that's not a problem. If and you were hearing, but you were hearing voices in your head there mm. at the start of it. So, so who do you think is going to win it, Bose? The final. Yeah. Rangers. Right. And how? By how much? And why? I'd say it'll be closer than people think. Um, I'd say about four points. Right. And just you just think they're just that bit better, is it, or like what? What's your reasons for? It? Yeah, I think St Mullins are probably sim- similar um, to. I suppose again, again, against Bagnellstown. I think they have a good spine. I think they have a good sort of shape to them. I don't think it's going to be free flowing Ireland from Rangers, but I just think they probably have enough, um, especially in off the bench as well. I don't think they, I don't think they were tested in the semi, um, and I just think that I'd say they're four or five points the better team, but I, I don't think it'll be any more than that. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So let's go with the the team of the week. So will we outline the criteria for this first or we'll we, we announce it and do it after, I think, right? And we can talk about maybe who we would like to have put into it. Um, so that's a little hint straight away as to who picked it and it wasn't Bowser. Yeah. So Brian Tracy... Wasn't me, or, wasn't me or Kevin anyway, so that kind of no. hard. I don't know where to be normally on this. Yeah, you might be missing. You might be plotting the county final himself, actually, intermediate final. So Brian Tracy, Andrew Casey, Paul Doyle, Gary Bennett, then Jarrah Cody, Jeremy Bourne, Gary Lawler, middle of the field, Paul Cody and Kevin Mack. Uh, Craig Doyle, Dwayne Kavanagh, Marty Kavanagh, Kieran Kavanagh, just a heap of Kavanaghs. Um, and I don't think any of those related actually. I don't think they are, funnily enough. Uh, Chris Nolan is at full forward, and Paddy Boland is in the corner. Um, yes, yeah, you picked the team of the week, lads. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how he's left Keen Doyle out at to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely have had Keen Doyle in there. Um, well, Andrew Kane is worth a shout there, yeah. Yeah, in fairness. Uh, Paddy Bowling got one two off the bench, so that's that's pretty good going. Um Yeah, I don't know. Is there too many complaints on your end over what you're seeing there or what you're hearing? Yeah, there's, there's probably one or two, there's probably probably eight, maybe twenty lads for fifteen places, like you know. Full yeah. full back line's absolutely spot on, I would have said. Mm-hmm. Um I thought mid midfield, I think the two set Mullins boys might feel hard done by there. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I mean, and that's funny actually. Conor Kyogre got taken off after getting the two points. He was taken off early enough in the second half, I think, wasn't he? Or was it midway through, or was it even? Um, I, I thought Paddy Kyogre had a massive in, impact in that game. I, I think definitely, yeah. he, I, I would, I would have put him in there. Maybe he had a Paul. Stevie must have been drinking the cans of Carling when he was picking the team. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got him an offer. Yeah. If I was to change that, I'd probably and look, Jared Burn played very well too. I have Jared Cody at centre back, and I'd have Keane Dyle wing back. That's probably the change I'd make. Um, 
Are they making any changes, Joe? Uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't overthink it. Uh, obviously, we knew Steve, Stevie was going to be picking it, so I didn't overthink it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the couple of lads you mentioned, yeah, I thought Keen Dyle was a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I like that from uh, you, Kev. I think I tell, I, tell, I tell you who's probably har, har, I think was harsh enough. I thought James Smithers put in a big shift as well. I mean, for work rate and all, when you know up against it, he went going. He kept going right to the end as well. I thought he he, you know, he'd be there thereabouts. You know, it's probably twenty lads, twenty five, twenty two or three lads there who there's not a whole lot between them. You know. Yeah, they wanted the four lane bowser, so it was Craig Doyle, Dwayne Kavna, Marty Kavna, and then Kieran Kavna, uh, Chris Nolan, and Paddy Boland. Yeah, shrieks of silence. <laughs> I know. I think, I think it's pretty spot on. Um, yeah, I, 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 th- I thought. Yeah, probably like a couple of lads had an impact off the bench, and I suppose they got got some key scores. Like, but I, you know, like I said, go back. I thought, probably thought James Miller, James Miller's for his hour hurling was gave it everything. You know, very honest, direct. You know, got tried, got a lot of ball. Probably, you know, for his hour hurling deserved. Would be, would be deserving, I'd imagine too. And instead of who, Joe? Uh, I, I don't want to leave anyone out. They're all, they're, they're all lovely chaps. Um, probably Kieran Kavanagh, maybe, maybe Kieran, you know, maybe Paddy Bowling. Like Paddy got in, he got his goal, you know, given to him kind of on the edge of the square. He got two nice points as well, you know. But uh, look, I don't know. I mean, look, again, the game with my local breaks, you know, which is, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't know, you don't like you know. Like I said, I just thought James Hurl, James Winters in the forward lane, to me had an hour. You know, he put in an hour, a shift for an hour, put in a big effort for the full hour, and it was hard work. Like given, given how they were kind of struggling up front, maybe or you know, it's trying to make inroads. I, 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 I was impressed with him. Um, Kevin Keogh as well, lads. Sorry, no, Kevin Keogh was probably in the shake up there for for keepers. Yeah. Well. Keepers actually kind of tight this week, actually, in general, in fairness. Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to argue against Brian the same time. Um, he's, so, yeah. he's so organized, actually. I'd just like to mention that, too, from being behind the goal. He's just constantly talking, communicating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Constantly. And you need that as a keeper. You really do need that. So, <laughs> hurler of the week, then, lads. Um, I'm just going to call it straight. Chris Nolan for me. How about you? Bowser agrees. He's nodding the head. Joe? Yeah, probably had a big influence on the game, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, is that a bottle of Cadet and a Mars bar heading down to him then as well? She might just send it down with Fieger Patrick's one. <laughs> and Brian, Brian has to get something as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Something in the pipeline, is there? Something in the pipeline, eh? Huns are low now, Joe. We're on a shoestring yeah. here, lad. Bowser, <laughs> Bowser with big books tonight getting uh, him in, so... <laughs> Sorry, uh, well, once my, once last week's check clears me, I don't mind, man. I'm already. Uh, <laughs> you're probably catching up long. You're catching up long I'd say, yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> I went down tonight and they were closed. Twenty past day for diesel, like Jesus Christ. Does, does it come straight into the bank account from Corcoran's now, or do we have to wait? Are we dealing in points at your wedding or? Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we we'll go short. See, we'll see yeah, what the wedding present. <laughs> um, um, so yeah that's the story like any any last thoughts kind of before we wrap it up lads i think that's uh, yeah no well my thoughts on it look was i think I, I think probably on you know balance of play you know you can't probably deny the two that are in it bagginson had a good start to the championship and uh probably just faltered and we, we knew kind of the, the kick the same ones we get when marty came back and a couple of injuries cleared up as well and you know 
but a good season like Bagnus, just looking back on the year like Bagnus Town in a good season great season for them they'll be happy Michael seemed to be going in the direction right or, you know while they're disappointed maybe where they are like did a panel i think a senior was a 30 seniors and they have an intermediate panel is strong again you know what's going on in ballon killing at all well i was just going to say about that you'd always have to get out big wouldn't you yeah, sure. um but like it's just like we're talking about young lads you mentioned too called you know scott tracy you know you've dean sly james smithers smithers popping on the scene yvonne hosey like you know they're not they're not going anywhere quick like they're 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 going to be in the shake-up again um Ballon Hill, look this year look we i suppose we were just decimated with injury you know with a great year last year got, you know in the junior getting the senior final for us you know we losing kind of eight to ten players for the start of the year we got some of them back but not them all and some key men as well for us as well so i think we'll be back i think you know hopefully um hopefully Owen will, will stay with us and um you know drive things forward again next year i think we'll be back and um, a bit of a kick in us next year hopefully like it, it's looking like we mentioned there about the intermediate like you know you know like right it'll be a puck of a ball maybe again the next weekend but if nate Breed can make a step up um in the next while maybe even this year uh you know you might be back to a 16 uh senior championship you know and that's that bodes well for the county can't beat a bit of you know the extra games a bit of quality and and, and a rising tide you know lifts all boats as i said it has to be good for the county and and just before we go further like other clubs are tipping away like you know pal back in the junior you know Tullow consistently fielding born rangers are going to be there i know we've said it again they're going to be coming you know next year again to try to break out at junior grade carlo town a bit of a revival right you know took got you know will tipped away at intermediate level but fielding under 20 you know their minors going well so it's been it's been a decent championship so it's been a decent championship at say from under 20 to uh through the grades like and there's you know a lot of positivity there around the club so you'd be hoping that we, we build on that next year you know all the clubs build on it 100 percent. all right so just to mention again of course the show is association with uh corker and precast thanks you can get to our website there corker precast thanks it's up on the screen and then of course just to mention give us now to follow lads don't be afraid of it uh, facebook twitter and instagram we're at the left wing back or you can email us with your thoughts at leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com and subscribe and turn on notifications there just to get instant uh what do you call it news of when it uh it does i see the hand up i see the hand up instant news of when it does um what do you call it drop um any complaints um send it to stevie bambrick any yeah. positivity send it to me and joe is that it yeah. joe no yeah that's a fact no well, apart from that no just one other thing kevin we mentioned uh uh which is a good point um what do you call it seeing what do you call him going on to manage tip um honor yeah no great fair play to him good man top man in fairness and great news like great great for him like you know and he was wish him well and he's a success yeah. here and you know he's, he's a decent good man and you know he's brought good, him yeah, yeah. he is a good man so wishing him well yeah going forward yeah and he deserves it he deserves yeah. it his cv speaks for himself like with you know all Ireland's with bally hale uh what he's done with carl christy ring and the uh, john madonna and then the fitzgibbon cups like so i mean yeah why not you know what i mean um he's fully deserving of it i sent him a text actually he got back to me there this evening and uh i'm just late for him i think he's like, i'll never forget how good he was to me like with interviews and everything um during his time in carlo he was always so good with his time and he'd be asking you what did you think of it and stuff it wasn't just get it done and go away and talk about this and this gobshite like he'd be like oh well did you see it yourself like and, and kind of took an interest in what you'd be saying and stuff you know so uh, a very good guy and we yeah. wish him all the best indeed 
Oh, is there any last thoughts from you? No, are you going to sing or are you going to wait till Friday? Or what's going on? Sing is out. I was going to say, Kira Field now will be given out. We're not covering the camogie. Oh, Jesus. Bowser, 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 <laughs> Bowser. The camogie oh. championship is another few weeks away. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, well, one round of the seniors been played, and there's another round on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like, and last week we covered ladies football. Is that you're going to get me killed? Jesus Christ, Almighty! We we cleaned the hay on last week, and yeah, come on, kicked off. Ladies football kicked off. So we didn't cover it. Yeah, it is. I thought I thought you were going to cover the the um the the football now as well. No, that's my innings. <laughs> that's your innings for the season. Come on, get me shot before we finish up. Yeah, go back. <laughs> I know. Listen. Um, and you're going down, you're going down swinging, Barry, isn't it? I said, only asking to sing a song like Jesus Christ. Anyway, look, there, there we go. Um, we do endeavor to cover everything. We'd like a bit more time to, to cover everything, and uh, just put it out there to be very straight. I've touched base with um, people involved in ladies' football, and we'll be touching base again. People involved in Camogie, hopefully, when we get a bit more time and we're not busy with uh, weddings and houses and different things like that in the next couple of months, like, we'd we'll be hopeful of maybe doing a show specifically for. Ladies football, so specifically for Camogie and um, hurling football and the whole lot. Like I think it'd be great to do it. Um, right. So that's kind of in the pipeline. Hopefully we can get over the line. If lads want to have a chat with us about it and try and make it happen, definitely get in touch with us. Um, so yeah, that's the story. No buys a fair hill then. No. Absolutely no way. Right. After okay. Not, <laughs> not, not after the treatment tonight. And I don't, I don't even have a spot on up for the match. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, we, we can work on that. We can work on now that. You know how Stevie, now you know how Stevie feels. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Listen, uh, as we leave it there, thanks, thanks seeing it enough for the match. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. We'll touch base again during the week, right? Listen, thanks a million, lads. Uh, we'll leave it there. I'll chat to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Kevin.